Hey, it's Pastor Jason. Thank you so much for listening to The Daily Hit. You can get this and much more at jasonjohncowart.com. And if you're getting something from this content, be sure to share it with your friends. All right, let's jump into today's verse. This week we've been running through 1 Corinthians chapter 12, talking about the different spiritual gifts. And Paul goes into this beautiful analogy of the body and how the body is very similar to how the spiritual gifts work that everybody has been given these spiritual gifts. The Holy Spirit distributes these gifts. We talked before about how it's so awesome that not only is the Holy Spirit distributing these gifts, but the Holy Spirit decides which gift each person should get. And so this is taking into account your personality, uh, your purpose, uh, the thing God put you on earth to do. God fills you with these gifts in order to accomplish the very thing he put you on earth to do. It's really powerful if you think about that, because, I mean, God specifically designed you. The Bible says he's formed you in your mother's womb. Like, he He spent time with you. You aren't just some cookie-cutter thing that's been coughed out by some machine that God made. You're special and unique, and you have gifts and talents and abilities, and, and everything in your life was specifically designed by God so that you can do everything that he created you to do. It's really incredible. Like if, if you don't if you don't hear anything else today, I guess that's one of the things you really need to think about is the fact that you are specifically and purposefully designed by God to fulfill that thing he put you on earth to do. That is super, super exciting. Okay, so Paul talks about, uh, you know, having a human body, many parts, uh, the many parts make up the whole body. So while they're individual parts in the body, they all work together and make up the whole body. And he relates that to the fact that some of us are Jews and some of us are Gentiles, some are slaves, some are free, but all of us have been baptized into this one spirit. And we, we share this same spirit. This is Paul talking this in, in uh, chapter 12, verse 12, 13, 14, goes on talking about the body. He says, hey, I, the foot says, hey, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a hand, I'm a foot. It doesn't make it any less a part of the body. It doesn't make it any less important. Uh, but we get down to verse number 21. And as I read it, I immediately thought of something that I wanted to share with you today. The verse says this, that I can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. Now, here's what I heard in my head as soon as I read that. You know, this is something we do a lot of times. It's called SOAP. It's Scripture Observation Application Prayer. Uh, and we're going to do this a little bit next week. But but you take a scripture. You What is it that you observe about it? Um, how can you apply that to your life? And then you pray about it. It's a great way to study the Bible. Uh, but when I read this, I immediately just kind of heard in my head this thought process came through that it's so easy to look at something and say, oh, well, I don't need that, or that's not useful or beneficial to me. But the truth is, you need that other part, you need that other thing, and if if you'll take some time and realize how beneficial the other part that you aren't, when you realize how beneficial that is, it'll not only give you the ability to see the value in that other gift, It'll also put you in a position where you actively seek out that other gift because you know that you can work out your own gift more efficiently if you pair it with somebody else's gift. Okay, let me give you a great example of this. Remember in, uh, earlier in the, in the week, I told you that Ephesians chapter four is another place where we see what some might consider gifts. Some might consider these offices. This is the apostles, prophets, uh, pastors, teachers, evangelists. Okay, so me personally... I don't really have a huge desire towards evangelism. Now, you might say, well, you're a pastor. You're supposed to. I, yeah, whatever, man. I, I just, I mean, like, I get excited when people say yes to Jesus, but it's not something that just, like, really moves me. Like, 
I don't, I don't have this deep seated desire to go out and witness to people. Like, it's just, I mean, it's kind of like not my thing. Like, I, I mean, I, like, don't get me wrong. I like to see other people do it, but I just, I don't know. That's not my thing. Uh, my thing is as soon as you say yes to Jesus, now I get pumped because I'm ready to develop you and disciple you and help you become everything God created you to be. And the reason is because that is the pastor inside of me, the shepherd inside of me that wants to take this newfound sheep and help the sheep know how to be the best possible sheep it can possibly be. I, I get super pumped and excited about that stuff. Uh, that's why I'm not really just like gung-ho and like, hey, let's go do mission trips. I mean, I, I, I appreciate people that want to do that. I love that. I, I think it's great. But, you know, I mean, I just I don't have a huge, just a huge push for that. Listen to me. If you don't either, it's okay. It's okay. And you know what? It's okay if you are all about evangelism and you're not really about the development discipleship part. Like, uh, you know, that kind of gets you in. Oh, you like the excitement of evangelism. Uh, that's great. That's awesome. This is precisely what Paul is saying here. And it's precisely what I'm reading into this verse. The I can never say to the hand, I don't need you. Okay, so what does that mean for me? Just because I'm not necessarily driven by evangelism, I can't look at the evangelist and say, hey, I don't need you. You know, the head can't look at the feet and say, I don't need you. In turn, the evangelist can't look at me as the shepherd, the pastor, and say, I don't need you. So what works best is if all of these gifts are working in harmony. It's the same thing with your body. When your body parts are working in harmony, it makes the entire body work better and more efficiently. And so if I can look at the evangelist and say, let me do everything I can to help you get out into the mission field, to get out into the highways and the hedges, telling people about Jesus, evangelizing, get them saved, and then bring them to me. When you bring them to me, just drop them off at the doorstep of the church and you go back into the field, into the highways, into the hedges and, and go do your thing, man. Go seek and save the lost. Bless you, brother. Go do your thing. Leave the sheep that you've converted at my door. You know why? Because that's when I get to step into what God put inside of me, the gifts and talents and the abilities, and even the desires that he put inside of me. Now I get to use my gifts and abilities to see the kingdom move forward in their lives. The evangelists did their work. Now it's time for the pastor to do his work. And when we're working individually, it's more difficult, it's less efficient. And listen to me, fewer people come to the kingdom. But when we're working in conjunction, not only do people come into the kingdom, people are discipled and developed and they discover their own gifts. And what we find is the evangelists might lead somebody to Jesus and they come in and they're discipled and they're developed. And all of a sudden we realize, boy, they have a, they have a prophetic gift or they have a gift of an evangelist, just like the guy that brought them in. So what do we do? We send the evangelist back out. We give the prophet opportunities to speak prophetically. We help pastors, pastor people. We help teachers unpack the word of God. We help apostles plant churches and oversee church. Everybody has a role. But if we're not working together, we don't see the kingdom move as quickly. We don't see it move as powerfully. We don't see it move like God created it to move. So here's what you've got to do. You have to take your gift. You got to realize it. You got to, you got to develop it. You got to thank God for it. But listen to me, look at the other parts too. Look at the other gifts and not only celebrate those other gifts, but ask yourself, how can I work together with that other gift to see the kingdom come and move more efficiently and more powerfully in my sphere of influence? I'm telling you what, that is exciting.
It's exciting when you see gifts working hand in hand to see the kingdom move. In fact, I would tell you this, you might not be operating at your full potential in your own specific gift simply because you have not linked up with someone else who has a different gift than you in order to work more efficiently at moving the kingdom. So ask the Holy Spirit to show you, hey, what what gift pairs well with the gift that I have? And ask the Holy Spirit to show you who that person is that has that gift. And then link up with them. And let's see the kingdom move, man. All these revivals we're seeing everywhere, it's awesome. It's great. It, it's, it's, it's beautiful. And, and I love it. But it needs to be happening everywhere, not just in pockets. I believe the next phase of Christianity is going to be a revival. And it's going to take everybody firing on all cylinders, operating fully in their gifts. And listen to me one more thing. Operating together in their gifts to see the kingdom move and the kingdom come. What's your gift? And who else out there has a gift that's different than yours that you can link up with and be more efficient in what God's called you to do? That's exciting. And I think that's what Paul was trying to tell the Corinthians. Hey, stop stressing about your gifts. Discover your gift, link up with other people, and let's see the kingdom come. Thank you so much for listening today. If you have any questions or comments, maybe a verse recommendation, I'd love to hear those. Or if you want to financially support this podcast, visit jasonjohncowart.com. And if you're in the Northeast Houston area and you're looking for a great church home, we'd love to have you at Freedom. Visit freedomdl.com for more information.